0: Well, friends, um, I will read the Old Testament lesson assigned for this, the Sunday for Transfiguration. It comes from the Exodus of the Old Testament, the 34th chapter, the 29th through the 35th verse. That's Exodus 34, beginning at the 39th verse, the 29th verse, I'm sorry. Listen still, friends, to the word of God. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them. So Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him and he spoke to them. Afterwards, all the Israelites came near him and he gave them all the commands that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. As a thought for today, I offer changed. Let us pray. Oh, gracious and all oh, wise God, holy God, we give you thanks for this day. We thank you, God, that you woke so many of us up and you clothed us in our right mind and you gave us a measure of strength, oh, God, and a, and a mind to, to come to worship To come to this Bethel place or to come and watch online and even on watch on delay. So for all of those, O God, who have a heart and a mind to hear a word, I ask that you bless the word, O God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to thy sight, our Lord and our Redeemer. And we pray, O God, that your word might go deep by the power of your Holy Spirit. So that we may not just be hearers of your word, but doers. So that your name might be praised, your son glorified, and your kingdom on earth advanced. And we pray this and every prayer in the sweet name of the living God. And his name is Jesus. And it is music to our ears. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, friends, as we prepare to begin yet another Lenten season, I wonder, have we seen the light? Or are we like those three disciples, half asleep or just plain sleepwalking? I wonder, have we let the light from that old song I grew up hearing, have we let the light from the lighthouse shine in the dark corners of our minds and the inner recesses of our hearts? Or do we try to keep a distance, a veil between us and the penetrating, transfiguring light of God? I wonder whether we have really been changed or are we just going to church and going through the motions of ministry. Sometimes, sometimes, mind you, I wonder if we are really on the journey of transformed living, thinking, being, and loving, or are we just fronting, trying to do right out of our own strength. Because sometimes, And I'm just saying, it might just be me. Sometimes it just seems that all I can hear are the same old, same old. The same old complaints, the same old stories, the same old excuses, the same old challenges, and the same people trying to do the work in the church. I guess I wonder whether or not we want to change. That perhaps we are content, comfortable with the way things and the way we are. Maybe we think that we have that what we have is good enough to just know God from a distance but not up close and personal. Maybe we do not hunger for more, to know God more, to love God more, to live for God more, to serve God more and to be more like Jesus in the world. Maybe we think that what we have is i right. you know not all right but i right. And yet scripture tells us that deep calls to deep. That we got to go deep if we want to be with a deep God. And that we are not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be transformed. That we are to be changed so that we might discern and do what is acceptable and pleasing to God. We can't please God in and of our own selves. We can't please God unless there has been a change in us. We ought to be changed and know that we cannot change ourselves. We ought to be changed so that the things we used to do, the way we used to speak, the way we used to act, the way we used to think, we don't do it like that anymore. If people are saying about you, well, that's just how so-and-so is, they've always been like that, well, that's a problem, y'all, because we ought not be like that anymore if we have had an encounter with the Lord. Our very character, our countenance, our hearts, and even our nature ought to be changed by our relationship with God, by our transfiguring encounter and time in God's presence. If a real change, if a change, a real change, a deep change, a lasting change, if transformation is going to happen in us, then we need to put ourselves continually in God's presence. And, y'all, as we prepare to move into another Lenten season, we should go deeper than chocolate and coffee. That's right. If one more person tell, tells me how they are giving up chocolate, I'm going to tell them, why don't you give up arrogance? Why don't you give up pride? Eat the chocolate. Drink the coffee. Cause nobody want to be around y'all no way whether you don't drink no coffee. As we prepare to move into another Lenten season, we ought to ask the Lord to shine on and in us. Lord, shine on me. Lord, shine in me. So that by the time Easter comes, we might truly celebrate new life. Not just show off some new clothes, but show forth God's light in us, through us, and to the world. Because it just seems to me that we can be more concerned about our external appearance than our inward transformation. More anxious about our outer shell than our inner spirits. In our scripture lessons for today, we have two transfiguring encounters. In our gospel lesson, Jesus takes with him Peter, James, and John to the mountain to pray. To spend some time in the presence of God and, and these disciples witness the eternal light of God in the face and person of Jesus Christ. On that mountain they hear God's voice and God's command to listen to God's chosen and beloved son. Something happens, something can be heard, something can be witnessed and known when we spend time in God's presence. And I know Peter gets on all our nerves, but Peter's right. Peter says, it's good for us to be here. It is good for us to be in the presence of God. And from the Exodus, we have the story of Moses, who has also gone up on the mountain to receive God's word. Moses continually goes into the presence of God to intercede for the people to receive God's word and to experience the abundance of God. On that mountain, Moses is seeking more than just God's commands. He is wanting to see God's glory, God's very essence, to see God's face. It is is his deepest desire to want to know God more. Moses is seeking an up-close and personal relationship with the God who created him, the God of his ancestors, the God who brought his people out of bondage, the God who promised to bless and to provide for Israel forever and ever. So for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and remained in God's presence. And the God whose majesty and omnipotence is beyond our understanding, whose divine radiance is beyond our vision, permitted Moses to get a glimpse of his glory, permitted Moses to see him, permitted Moses to just bask in his presence. And y'all, just a glimpse of God's glory was and is transformational enough Just a glimpse of God's goodness, just a glimpse of God's mercy, just a glimpse of God's love ought to be enough to change all of us. When we get a glimpse of Jesus in the manger, we ought to be changed and know that God sent God's very self into the world and into our situation. And y'all, that ought to change us. When we get a glimpse of how he touched the untouchable and loved the unlovable, when we get a glimpse of Jesus before Pilate and how they brutalized his body but not his spirit, when we get a glimpse of Jesus on the cross suffering for our reconciliation, And we we get a glimpse of him sitting at the right hand of God the Father interceding for us every single day. We ought to be changed by all of that. How can you be the same if you have gotten a glimpse of God's glory and God's anointed one? Because Moses seeks the presence of and and gets a glimpse of God's glory, Moses is a friend of God's. Imagine being a friend of God. And because of his deep and abiding relationship with God, he is uniquely set apart to serve God and, and to light the way to God for others. That's right. Sometimes we want to talk about lighting the way for people and we just as dim and dull as we can be. You can't show nobody the light if the light ain't in you. The truth is our God wants to be known and that that we are called to commune and abide in God's presence. Come, commune with me. There is something about being in the presence of God, something that is unspeakable and it gives us immeasurable joy. In the presence of God, there is abundant, rich blessings, and it is in the presence of God that that fellowship with God is so sweet. It is in God's presence we find strength for the journey. It is in God's presence we find wisdom for our soul. It is in God's presence we find nourishment for our spirits. Some of us are hungry and thirsting, and we are sucking up to all different kind of things, but we need to be basking in the presence of God. Yo, even Jesus spent time with the Lord. Even Jesus took time to pray. Can't call none of us to come to a prayer meeting. Amen? It is in God's presence that Moses is transformed moment by moment, encounter by encounter, and that he comes to have a profound understanding of just who God is, that God is merciful, that God is gracious, that God is slow to anger, that God is rich in love and faithful to all generations That God forgives iniquity and transgression and sins forever and ever. And so that's why he could walk with God and trust God and accept God's will. He understands it to the core of his being. Some of us just have a mama and pastor faith. In other words, our faith is only as good as was good in our lives. But he knows God for himself. It is a consequence, a, a byproduct of being God's presence that he radiates the glory of God and so it is with us. Our change, our transformation comes as a result of an intimate faith. A personal relationship, time spent with the Master. Our closeness to God changes who we are. We cannot be the same if we're hanging out with the Holy We just cannot. You can't just go around telling people off. And I mean, even that person who is cutting you off in traffic. You can't be the same. Our closeness to God changes who we are, it shapes how we live, and it makes of us new creations. It is our proximity to God that enables us to embody and reflect to the world the love, the joy, the peace. That we have experienced with our encounter with the Master. That's what we reflect. Time spent in God's presence. So if you short with people, you ain't spending enough time with the Lord. If you sad, you ain't spending enough time with the Lord. You hopeless. You're not spending enough time with the Lord. Our authority and our ability to act as God's agents in the world and to do so effectively and powerfully must be rooted in a transfiguring encounter and constant communion. I like how um, Henry Louis Gates in that um, book, in his book and that um, series that he did on the black church said that Martin would call, Martin Luther King would call Mahalia Jackson. He was just and all she did was sing. He needed to be in God's presence. Pray through your heart, would pray for him. How you gonna do mighty work for God and you just relying on yourself? You got to spend some time. We've got to spend some time with the Master. Because all too often we try and want to do good work to witness to the world about the love of God. We, we want to confront the evils in our community, but we have no power, and we have no staying power. We can't persevere. That's why people come and go. One minute they serve serving. Next minute, they're gone. Well, wait a minute. Either God is or God ain't. Either you're faithful or you're not. Either you're willing or you're not. Either you're walking the straight and narrow following Jesus. Either you done picked up your cross and follow or you're not. Do you need some strength to keep following? Yes. That's where time with the master comes in. Now, maybe it's because... We can't do what God wants us to do. We can't do it with the power and the purpose and the hope because we have too little of God's presence. We want to be good, but we can only be good as long as others are good to us. Not enough time in God's presence. Like I said the other Sunday, your behavior does not determine mine. My relationship with God I take my cues from God, not from you. Okay, you want to act crazy? Child, help yourself. I remember my nephew. He was because he about to be fifty next year. That's what I'm telling the man's age. That's right. He was a he was about three or four, and um, he went. He didn't go to daycare until he was much older, right? And till about almost five. So we were in, tar- not. I may not have been Target at the, you know, it was Richway and Gold Circle, and they mentioned. that. but we were, my sisters and I, we were in the store, and he asked me, now, you know the little line that you tell, uh, particularly black kids, now we are gonna go in this store, it's a LaVelle Crawler. Don't ask for nothing, don't touch nothing, and you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> right, that's the LaVelle Crawler. Okay, so we're in the store, right? And he wants something, and he, proceeds to fall on the floor. He is kicking and screaming. He is just, and this is another thing Lavelle Crawford said. He said, um, um, in black communities, uh, parents embarrass children, okay? Because <laughs> your parents will make you, look, uh, they will act a fool in front of people in front. Uh-uh. He is just kicking and screaming. And my sister, we did this, because he had never done that before, You know, because he had just started going to the little take care thing. He is standing there, kicking and screaming. The people looking at us like, oh my goodness, look at this. We look at his little stuff like, boy, you better get up off the floor. We turned around and we walked off. We're not taking our cues from you. We didn't get all upset and uh-uh, boy, you better get. How we going to take our cues from a little five-year-old on the ground? We turned around and walked off. He didn't get the attention. He, he got up. He dusted himself off. He came to his senses about himself and who he was related to. I don't take, we don't take our cues from the behavior of others. Not if we are living and abiding in God's presence. Uh, nobody can make you do anything. They have a gun to your head, but their behavior should not determine yours. Y'all, Yo, I don't know. But maybe it's time for us to go back up the mountain. Maybe it's time for us to go back into God's presence. Maybe we need the light from the lighthouse to shine on us, to shine on me. Y'all know that song. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on us. Let it shine in the dark corners of our hearts, those places that we have been too fearful and not willing to go. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on our secret sins, those things we do and think about that nobody else knows. Let the light from the lighthouse shine in and on us so that we are changed, that we are transfigured, and that we are more able to reflect God's glory, God's goodness in this world. Because y'all, if we are the body of Christ, then we have been changed. If we are the body of Christ, then we ought to shine. If we are the body of Christ, we ought to reflect God's goodness and God's glory. If we are the body of Christ, then we ought to reflect God's mercy. If we are the body of Christ, we ought to reflect and live God's will. If we are the body of Christ, all around us ought to be shining.